What's good, family? It's your boy Trader Rules from Real Last Conversations, and I get a question all the time. How do I make a podcast? And what I make my podcast on is Anchor.fm. Anchor is a free app that allows you to make your podcast anywhere from your phone or your computer. You can make money off of this. So please add to your podcast either in the beginning or in the middle. That's free game right there. You have everything in one place. So please download an Anchor free app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Please. Let's make this money together, y'all. Love. from Real Last Conversations. Thank you for joining us and thank you for all the new listeners coming in. You can follow me on my social media. That's R-A-C underscore podcast on every platform. I just want to give a shout out to Pretty Petty Podcast. Please look out for them. They're doing amazing things. They're on my page as well. So if you show love, they'll show love back. Right now, I got one of my beautiful guests, one of my, one of my close friends here. Her name's Courtney from the Lou. I'm going to let her introduce herself and just, you know, say a little bit about herself real quick. So go ahead, Courtney. Hi, so my name's Courtney Graham. I, yes, I'm from St. Louis, technically from Jackson, Mississippi, but you know, I rep the Lou all day. That's where I grew up and was raised. North Stars all day. And I went to um, Southeast Missouri State where I met Traven. Um, and now I've been here in Texas for three years and work for the University of North Texas. <laughs> Okay. I, I like all that. So, you know, she's a girl doing some big things out here. She actually moved out here before me. So it was good to know I had some people out here before I moved out here. So I just want to start off with a this or that with my guest real quick. Are you ready? Yes. All right. It's kind of the same this or that from last week, but would you rather marry a guy who's a virgin or a guy with a high ass body count, like in the thousands? Oh, first off, thousands pushing it. But I don't actually necessarily care. Um, I'm ready. I would marry a guy that has experience would be important, but neither one of those top, like neither one, really matters. Bullshit. Listen, I'm dead ass. Maybe because you know, when you date a Greek, <laughs> you kind of figure out like body count really don't matter. Also, too, when you start having sex, depending on the age of when you start it, you also understand, like, I can't judge a book by its cover because I would hate for someone to judge me off that as well. Well, that's definitely respectable, man. Uh, I don't know. I would probably take the version, though. Uh, I don't know. I think it's different for female. I think sometimes when females see a guy with a high body count, they know he know what he's doing. So they want to drop. They want to hop on that ship real quick. But for me... Nah, I'm just trying to like open one door, one door only, and that'll be good. But nah, shout out to all the girls that you know that do have fun. You know, we ain't judging here. This is like a simple question that, you know, kind of lighten the mood up a little bit. But that kind of lead into this topic right now that I want to start off with is that is, did these dating apps ruin dating? I was talking to my sister the other day, and she called me on the phone talking about my previous podcast. And she gave me a, a little conversation talking about how she really feel that these uh mobile dating apps made dating too easy for us guys because it's like you got pussy three miles down the road and shit when before you had to like you had to drive to go meet up with girls you had to go out to the clubs to go approach them now it's just like all to the swipe of a thumb you know so do you think that these social dating apps really ruin dating i would 
I don't believe it ruined dating. I just, I don't believe in it right now. I feel like it definitely eliminated the conversation aspect of actually meeting someone. Um, the old-fashioned way, I mean, hell, it worked well before now. <laughs> but now we just make things a lot easier. We've taken a lot of the spontaneousness out of it, with the whole app aspect. I don't know. I, I kind of got to disagree on that just because I feel like it's just technology. We're progressing. Before motherfuckers ain't have phone, you had to knock on somebody's door to go meet somebody. Before there was clubs, you had to drive across the sea to go get some pussy. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it is all about how you use the app. Certain apps like Tinder, you already know that's like a fucking app. But there's certain apps where you can like really go into and meet a person. Like I just started getting on Hinge. I don't know who else on it. It's not a free promotion for that. But I meet some good girls on there and it's like good conversation first. I try to like really like have a good conversation before I meet up with them because I don't want to get on a date and realize that they dry as hell and that they boring and shit. So I don't know whether it took away the whole conversation part of it. But I do think it took away from the part where guys aren't as aggressive as they used to be. I feel like back in the day, guys used to really step up to girls in the, in like in the bars, clubs, school, wherever, and really like make themselves known. But now it's like we have the comfort of our cell phones. We kind of like behind it now. And I feel like that kind of gives some guys who have extra confidence more of a chance to get these girls. Sometimes these guys ain't shit. I ain't going to lie. But that's the power they have because they have that confidence to go up to a girl. And sometimes I feel like female well, women aren't used to that right now. You know, they, I think they're, I feel, like, I feel like a lot of females think that men aren't men no more in a way. And I, I kind of feel that in how I talk to my sisters and like my other female friends. Because like you said, you feel like the conversation's not there. And maybe that's just because they're not fully confident in themselves. They don't know what to say. And that's all from texting behind the phone because you can't really read somebody behind text. I mean, I agree with that completely. Um, I feel like the dating apps definitely eliminate first men to just not. I agree. Men are not necessarily being. Some men are. Not all men are being very proactive and being more aggressive when it comes to dating, being able to go up to a woman. Not saying us amazing women can't go up to a man but sometimes it's like you feel as a woman i would feel more comfortable for a man to come up to me and show his attraction for me um and i don't see that as often as it once was presented back in the day i feel like um technology have made it very easy for men to just be in the background or we live in a generation and in a time where women the roles have changed the sex roles have changed where females have definitely taken the lead and i would prefer not to and i see your face but you know there are more females that feel the need to pursue a man not saying it's nothing wrong with it but i personally believe it should be the other way around man that's a lot of bullshit man what you mean (laughs) all right i don't think the roles have reversed i just feel that uh females let me start saying female i'm sorry for me saying saying that I feel like a lot of women progress a little bit faster than guys. I feel like in a working space, if they meet a guy that's not on, that's doing more to them, they feel like, what can I learn from this man? And it's funny to me because I feel like when a guy meets a girl and she's not on the same level, he'd be like, let me teach her, let me teach her, let me bring her up. And I feel like, you know, maybe the the roles might be reversed, but I don't understand this whole final product thing. I feel like we all young, we all in our 20s. Half of us not going to be doing the same thing in 10 years. You don't know where you're going to be at. So... 
for you to say the roles is reversed, I don't think that's the case. I just feel like with social media, females have way more expectations because they see these relationship goals or these or these boss dudes with a lot of money with tricking off on one, not tricking off, but like treating their female really well. And they see that and they want to emulate that in their lives. And I feel like sometimes it just paints not the most accurate picture our generation we're like the most inconsistent when it comes to dating because like our expectations are ideal like for us guys we we can't be with a girl with the most perfect body that cooks clean take care of the kids all of that it's 2020 it's not the same for females i know you might have messed with some guys that wasn't shit but there's some guys out there your age really working hard trying to improve themselves to be a man that you can respect some sometimes and i feel like a lot of females, they might go for older men because they already see the final product. But these 30 and 40-year-old men, they ain't shit either. It's just the person. We got to stop focusing on all the, like, the extraness of it and just focus on the person and that connection in a way. The roles are reversed. I feel like more in the black community because I do feel like uh, there's a lot of females who are more proactive in where they want to go. You talk to a lot of guys... They might not. They might be confused, or they might want to be like a truck driver, or have these different goals that go to the league and everything. But females, I feel like from the beginning, they know they want to be a doctor, work in HR. It's kind of set up different. But I can kind of see where you're going from. But I feel like it's just too much expectations that aren't realistic in a way. I mean, I agree, um, definitely to an extent. I do believe that men should definitely take the lead, um, and that aspect of it has definitely been removed. But yes, I. I agree to the extent that as females, we have this image and social media has made this image of what relationships should be. Um, They have painted this beautiful picture, but no one understands the work that goes into that beautiful picture. Also, our generation is not ready to work, do the work at this current moment. We're not ready to do the work to get to that beautiful picture. Also too, um, just as much as females, uh, or women, we see this image on Instagram or Facebook and we're just like, that's what I want. I see men that go after these females with these bodies. Like, you have to have this body. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I want. But we are also in a place too where like no one, you know what you want, but you're not prepared. You're not in a place in your life to get what you want. So are you going to make the decision to work toward that? Or are you expecting it to come just get dropped off at the doorstep and so a lot of times it's like now one side i want to say female or male we're making it easier for the other to get what they want without having to work for it and so my concern in this time is just like who's ready to work for it, who is prepared in the moment to get what you're asking for like you can't ask god to send you a husband but you not wife material yourself right now you can't ask for something that you're not you have to work towards it because that's exactly what you're wanting to get to. You can't expect the man to come in and be everything you want him to be. What are you, what he needs or wants to be. Everyone has to work on both sides of this. Um, and two, like we were talking about earlier, just in the sense that you need to also be working on yourself as you're looking to be with someone. You don't want to walk into that relationship with past baggage. Everyone has a lot of baggage, but ain't nobody ready to drop that baggage off to start somewhere new with someone. You don't want to walk through that door with all your baggage from the past. Like, it's that image of, this is where I want to be, but are you prepared to do the work to be where you want to be? 
Well, I ain't got no baggage, honestly. So uh, that that kind of missed me. But now I definitely understand where you're going, where you're coming from, because uh, you hit a lot of good points. And to go back on that social media thing is, I feel like girls also miss the fact that when they see these type, certain type of relationships, they don't see what happens behind the scene. They only see the good parts to highlight, and that's a bad part. Cause a lot of times when you look into some of these media outlets like TMZ, you find out. It's like battery, cheating, a whole bunch of scandals. And it's all like, what's worth it? Is it worth your happiness or is it worth you having just an easy life? I was talking to my sister the other day and she was telling me something my mom told her. And she was just like, you know, the most important thing is to make sure that you're compatible You're compatible with your partner. It's not just about money because 40 years from now, can you really lay down with this person? Can you really go through all the bullshit with them? Or are you just, you know, there for the moment? I feel like we're like in a microwave generation where a lot of these relationships, especially like I feel like down south, they happen so fast like i don't know how people get engaged in two years that's that's like impossible to me like i i barely start getting feelings till like a year in because i gotta really know a person because forever is a mighty long time a lot of people don't understand that and they don't know the work that goes into it that's why for me i like to protect my relationship energy because i know what it is so even if i do get a girlfriend i gotta make sure she gonna she gonna last that test of time because i know for a fact i need somebody that's on the same wave as me because if it's not it's not gonna work out um Yes, completely agree to all of that. And to just to go on with the whole image piece, um, we live in a generation where image is everything. That's why social media is as successful as it is because everyone wants to, they only post the part of their life that they want everyone to see um, and reflect on image is what drives this generation currently. Um, this is what you want. I'm going to post what, you, I think everyone wants to see. I want to post a vision or an image of what I want you to think my life to be because I want you to think that I'm somewhere that I'm actually not because behind the scenes, there's a story. Behind every picture, there is a story. There's a memory behind it and there's a story, whether it's an accurate perception of who you are or a false perception. And we have to keep that in mind. Even when we're looking at these relationships, both now I will say I love our forever president Barack Obama and Michelle's pictures together because granted, I mean, yes, there are presidents, but like that, that image of love, it has, can stand the test of time because them being our president, yes, being in the, in the light, we've also seen a lot behind, not necessarily a lot behind the scene, but we know that there's a lot to go into that. And so like, I'd rather see and like, and comment on a post of a relationship that like theirs they've been married for years they have worked to be where they are then one that's more free like more let's see who's who just got together i can't really think of who just got together but like we see these relationships now and it's like, talking about future and lori harvey so i'm like They, they look happy to me, yo. Future and Lori Harvey look happy. I, I need to stop hating out there, man. They most definitely do, but I wouldn't necessarily call that relationship goals at the moment. At least that's not what I consider a goal. I consider Michelle and Barack a goal. I would consider Chrissy Teigen and John Legend a goal. Aisha Curry and Steph Curry, uh, LeBron and his wife. Them... They've been together for a minute. They've worked extremely hard in their relationship. They're, they have been truthful about their faults within their relationship and overcome the hurdles. That's what love takes. That's what being in a marriage takes. It's going to have highs and lows, but like 
who being with someone that's going to help you stick it through the end and see that final product. So I feel you when we were talking earlier in regard to female, some females only want that end product and not to see, find a man that's in the midst of getting to that final product. Because at the end of the day too, by the time you take your last breath and you go into the ground, there's many final products of versions of yourself that you're going to be. And so who it, who am I as a female to determine what your final product is? And that's what I need. All right. So what do you think you need out of a man in a marriage? Like where are the key things you will say? I <laughs> definitely a man. Um, first off, a man willing to be the head of his household. But to an extent where, and I had a conversation, a great conversation um, with an ex recently, and he used the term that he wants to be, (laughs) he wants to dictate and lead in his next relationship. And I was just like, well, I hope you eliminate the term dictate because that's not what you should ever want to do. Because at the end of the day, to to lead is not to dictate. There are two different things. To lead your household is not to be not to go around and be like this is what i need you to do this is what you're gonna like not to tell somebody what to do in the sense of lead and be of guidance be that figure within the household where you are um basically we can be partners in what this is going to be but you as the man are going to take the lead and what you would like our family's goals to be. Like, now granted, we're going to have a conversation about it because I do believe communication is a part of being great, having great leadership skills. Like, you have to communicate with someone. Um, that's the difference between dictatorship and leadership. Dictatorship, you don't feel the need to have to communicate with anyone, but with a leader, you actually do communicate with your flock, which is a lot of what we're seeing. Would you agree? I actually do agree with that point for y'all females for once. It's funny because uh, I remember two years ago I was with, I was back at home. I was with one of my all my close friends at this uh one one club, and you always get your best advice when your when your boys is drunk. But I'll talk to my boy uh Sky, my my boy uh Tyler out there, Tyler Scott in uh New Jersey, one New Jersey. And he just came out of nowhere and he was like, you know what, Traven, women just want some a, a ladies just need a person that will lead them somewhere. Like they don't want to be with a guy that doesn't have any vision any plan they want to know that they're being lead to a safe place and he was like as long as you got that going any girl will follow you and i really took that to heart from that day because i mean that's real it's like girls don't like when a guy don't have no vision so if a girl asks you like what's your five-year plan what your goals are that tells a lot about a person you know so that taught me that i always have to plan for the future because if i want to have a family and kid i got to be prepared for it and prepare for those type of questions Yes, ambition is extremely important as you move into the future. And if you don't have any ambition, that that is very, um, I believe in a relationship, you should definitely equally come into the relationship with um, your own ambition. And then together, you will definitely plan out your dreams together. But if you can't bring it to the table, it's what you bring to the table at the end of the day that's going to be um, important long term. Also, I think in the man that I marry, um, the most important thing to me at the moment, there's like three things, but the first one is being that he is whole with whom he, who he is. He knows who he is. He has done the work to figure out not only the man that he is, the man that he's continuing to want to become. He 
He never stops growing within himself. He never stops whatever that takes, whether it's going to the gym, reading more books. He's not, he's continuing to educate himself and become that stronger version of himself. And granted, yes, once we are together, I am going to continue to pour into his life. And as I will want him to pour into mine and make me a better person, but to be able to bring wholeness to the table from the jump. Because the last thing you want to do is get into a relationship and get along a marriage and have to put someone else together as you do it. I feel like two wholes should come together and become something than two halves to try to finish building the other person then to come together. Isn't that what dating for it? I feel like you build somebody up during the dating stage. Then when you do get married, that's when y'all both come as one whole. Uh, no, Matt, disagree. I feel like you should have your shit together before. Like, both people should come together knowing who they are, who they want to be, their goals. Their, like, we shouldn't have to, if someone comes to the relationship weak and broken, right? Is it your job from the very beginning to make that person whole? Sidebar on that. Was Obama a finished product or did Michelle Obama push him to be a better person, to do everything that he did. That's what I thought. I thought a female is supposed to encourage you to be the, the best version of yourself. And as a man, you're supposed to be that shelter and protector for that female and whatever she does. So it kind of confuses me when you say it all has to be together. Because honestly, I don't think nobody got everything together. You got to go through some layers. Like we, we're, we're onions out here. Like we have a lot of layers to us and it takes time to like peel back to get to the real root of all the problems. If I'm just meeting somebody and dating, I'm not going to let them know all my flaws from the beginning. I'm going to give it to them piece by piece and hope, and I hope that they can, can, uh, you know, understand and also help nurture and help me mend it. Cause I would want to do the same for my partner. I feel like sometimes it's just crazy to think that people don't go through shit. Like a lot of people have like a lot of emotional pain from their family that goes years back and, it just don't get, it just don't heal over time. And those will be the people I'll be seeing in relationships the most too. So this is like, like, where are we really going with all of that? Yeah. I mean, I hear you, but it goes back to what I said earlier, where for a healthy place in life, you're going to hit many different milestones. So I'm not saying we expect you to have it all together, but simply for instance, I've been single for the last three years. And I've taken this time in particular, literally, to just work on me, to understand and rediscover self-love, um, rediscover my worth as a woman, my own strength, confidence in myself, just to work on me. So now, and to also find peace in life and to find peace in my current presence in life, I had to make peace with my past. Making peace with my past mean I had to shed the baggage and the weight from my past because I personally don't feel like I would successfully want to step into my next relationship with the weight of my past. So I'm not saying I am perfect where I am now, but I would rather meet a man that has done some work on himself to meet me where I am, where I've worked on myself for us to go forward. So are you talking about past relationships or past period? Past period, past relationships, um, past issues with family just my entire past to learn how to find peace in life which i highly recommend for everyone to do and i definitely encourage you to find peace within your life and understand what it means to live in peace on a daily basis and to also understand that to live in peace in your presence 
you have to make peace with your past. And making peace with your past looks like being able to open up some of those closed doors that we've had shut for years on all the things that may have happened to us that we may have done to someone that someone has done um, all the hurt feelings, literally breaking down everything and just reflecting on it and processing what it meant, what it did to you and understanding maybe you'll get closure, maybe you won't get closure, but sometimes you have to open those doors to be able to make peace with the entire situation. And it's okay to make peace with that, that that pain is going to definitely come and that everyone is processing it. And I do agree, like, I'm not saying that females don't believe that men go through things. Everyone in life, if you are living on this earth, if you are breathing air at this moment, everyone has dealt with something in some way, shape, and form. But there's no reason for you to bring that weight that it's carrying on your heart into the relationship. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to have everything figured out. And yes, there's going to be people, again, God places people in your life for a reason, for a time being. Like, some for a season, some for a lifetime, some for a reason in particular. Um, but you should always keep in mind that you, if you want to be the best version of yourself, you have to continue to work. Granted, I absolutely love the woman that I am today. And I wouldn't be this woman had I not gone through everything that I've been through, but not only gone through it, but realize that it is for a reason. God has everything. Everything happens for a reason. It is a lesson in life. Every day is a lesson. It's, we never actually finish school just because we have a degree. Every day in life is a school. Or either you're going to learn from yesterday to make better for the day so that you never make that decision in the future. But at the end of the day, it is like a book from the library. Once you close that book in your life, you don't actually just throw it away or return it. You should just put it on a shelf because eventually you may have to open that book to remember what you went through. But at the end of the day, if you actually learn from that book, you shouldn't have to like look back in your past. You should just know you learn from it. It's past. If you ever need to go back and reference it for someone else, it's there. But if you actually take the time to learn from your past, it'll never, history doesn't necessarily have to rewrite itself. The fact is it continues to rewrite itself because no one actually wants to learn from the, from the moment that it happens. So many people right now are living with open books, open problems like they choose not to solve. They just want to leave them open because it's easier to move past it than to actually deal with it in the moment and or when the time is right and you are in a better place in life to work on those issues. Okay, damn, you had to recite it, huh? That sounded good as fuck. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that that goes into to this part. So, do you believe in soulmates? Yes, <laughs> but I'm also a true sucker for love. All right, so do you believe you can have more than one soulmate? Yes, um, I have definitely in reading books or just in this last year of being single. I also did a lot of research in regards to what a healthy marriage looks like, what it takes, um, and just what love is, love languages, um, just a little bit of everything. And I do believe there is someone on this earth for everyone, but I've also seen soulmates get ripped apart due to death and just other different things. And so... God damn. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you fall in love with someone, they fall ill, and they die. <laughs> Are you talking about real death? Death, yes. death. God yes. damn. Yes. And, mm. so, um, and, of course, you want to see that person that does live go on to find love again. And though it takes time because, when again, 
And a good example to me, and this is my only personal opinion, I genuinely believe though they never got married, Lauren London and Nipsey Hussle definitely had something real that could have been long lasting. R.I.P. Nipsey, man. Marathon continues. Yes. And so, you know, he is no longer here. And I definitely, in her picture, in everything, in her essence, in her body language, just in everything that she's done since the funeral, just all of it, I believe they had something genuinely special that could have been a lifelong thing. I do believe that they were soulmates. Yes, he is no longer here. Do I believe that that's her only soulmate? She may find another one. But her true, her number one soulmate that she's ever had is definitely in heaven right now and is gone. Not saying she will never find love again. Can she find love on that level again? Probably not. But can she have another soulmate? I do believe that that is possible. All things happen for a reason, sadly. I don't think social media gonna let her have another dude, man. I mean, it's hard to fill Dipsy's shoes, but I mean, she definitely is young and hopefully one day that her heart will heal so she can Love again, because I do believe you're not supposed to go through this world by yourself. I mean, there's two seats in the car, roller coaster. You both experience it with somebody. But uh, besides a relationship, do you, do you think a friend could be like like your soulmate? I had a coworker tell me that she has multiple co- like soulmates. Like she ha- she has a boyfriend, but her female friend like her soulmate too, because they grew up together, they get each other, they just had that connection. And it don't all have to be like a physical soulmate connection. It could be more of a spiritual. Like this person actually gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really thought about it like that. Like I've always connected soulmate with a partner, a love partner, right? But then my best friend and I, I love Grey's Anatomy. So there's this term in Grey's Anatomy where like the main two characters. You old as hell. Anyway, <laughs> you watch Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. I am younger than you. Thank you. Anyway. The main two characters, Meredith and Christina, um, are best friends, and they call each other. Um, they are each other's person. And so me and my best friend are a lot like that, especially not just just how we live our lives, but, like, my best friend is definitely, she is my person. She is my person that I would call if anything in life happened. I don't have to truly explain myself. She calls, I answer, that's it. She doesn't have to explain anything. She says one word that's, that is my person. And I guess in a sense, that can be a soulmate on another level. I don't think mentally I've ever considered a soulmate to not be a partner, a long, a lifelong partner in a love relationship. Somebody not fucking it, huh? <laughs> nah, that's real. But I ain't thinking that either until I met uh, one of my coworkers. But I thought it was interesting because there are people that you meet you connect with off the bat, and you just be like, "Yo, this is my this is my motherfucker, this is my motherfucking man's right here." Like no homo, like y'all, like I, I fuck with I fuck with this person, whether it be male, female, they just get you, and it's like that's like really good to meet people like that. Like y'all energies just always just mesh together perfectly. But uh, I do believe you can have more than one soulmate. I think it just throughout time you just gotta just like flow, go with the flow. I feel like you always had that high school soulmate, somebody you think. Is your first love, but you find out that you were just being young and dumb. That you might have that one serious relationship in college where you'd be like, all right, this person is like somebody I can see myself with, but y'all know y'all still not where y'all want to be. And y'all have a lot a lot of more growing to do. So I feel like you just have to take take the time for what it is and just enjoy the moment because 
things happen all the time. You might miss your first soulmate because you might have fucked up like fellas or females, whatever y'all might have did. Y'all might have was just young and dumb and made a mistake. But you have to, like, you know, recoup because there's, like, billions of people in this world. So, I mean, I feel like you got to have more than one. Yes. And after going home recently and seeing, like, me and my um, my first, my high school sweetheart, we saw each other for the first time in six years. And granted, we've been friends since high school since everything we t- keep in contact multiple times throughout the years like we are close friends a1 since day one we got to see each other while i was home and it was just like we were 15 again and just madly in love with each other and it's the greatest thing is like and maybe now because i'm not necessarily in a relationship i'm not married but i genuinely believe no matter what and we even had that discussion and we just know like Yes, we will always love each other deeply, but are we in the place to just make that decision and be like, hey, maybe we should consider getting back together? No. And we both are genuinely okay with that, like totally okay with that answer. But right now where I am, I know, like I believe now at 24 and 2020 that I will always have deep rooted love for my, my high school sweetheart. If I was your man, I would not fuck with that at all. Hell no. But now that's interesting because uh, my friend Courtney, she do things I don't I don't believe in. She actually like is cool with her exes. Like she talks to them. Had like she has a good rapport with them. I feel like if you my ex, you my ex. I only had two girlfriends in my life, but it's just so awkward. Just lead talk to them afterwards because it's like you had that moment. It's like it's just never going to be the same again. Like I don't know. I don't know how you handle that. Like how, like how are you so comfortable talking to your exes? If I, I feel this way. I loved my exes in some way, shape, and form, right? There are two in particular that I will say I was in love with. I spent the most time with. I went through the most with. Like, we have the most memories. Paul, what's love to you? Like, what do you mean you was in love? Like, explain that to me. Okay. So, the two in particular, um... <laughs> from the beginning, not only was it just a genuinely happy situation in the very beginning, but it was just, they definitely won my heart in ways, in many ways, than just what it was. Whether it was the, the initial dating, getting to know me and me getting to know him, um, listening to his dreams, um, definitely the values of his parents, um, their parents taught them. Um the dream of the what the future could necessarily be um, for the two of us or just them individually because I definitely was a very attracted to their individual dreams um, for their own lives in the future. Um, and we're definitely, I would say both in the beginning, but definitely my high school sweetheart to be more specific. When we were together, it was like timeless, like... <laughs> That was like six months. What are you talking about timeless for? <laughs> I know. And young love. And even in my, my grown love, just in college, like when we were together, shit was just fucking timeless. Like the time we would spend together would just be like hours would go by and it just seemed timeless. Like we, it wouldn't even seem like it was hours. Like one hour and like for us ended up being like six hours. 
Like, we could just spend time together and we have great conversations. To me, conversations are extremely important. Yes, the time and memories that you share with one another, yes, but like having that great conversation, being able to feel like this is home, like being with him is like, I could call this home no matter where it is. As long as we are together, this is home. This is, this is the future. This is what we can definitely do necessarily together. Um, but also not to even pull in zodiac signs, but I'm getting ready to. So I am a Libra, and I know oh, I love. Oh, Do you believe zodiac signs are accurate about a person's personality? Fuck no. First of all, I'm a Pisces. They try to say that we are sensitive in our feelings. No, I feel like zodiac signs are just a whole bunch of randomness that everybody can relate to, and they just post it out each week. And somebody be like, hey, I feel sad this day. I, I'm a, that's, that's my zodiac sign. Like, no, I don't believe in all of that. If you really believe in zodiac signs, that means you believe that your fate is determined already. Not exactly your fate, but I do believe. If I do believe, like, our. It's like you're already putting a narrative on the story. It's like, you, like, say a cancer girl meet somebody that's a Taurus and they say, like, y'all don't, you're not compatible. You're automatically going to write this dude off. And this dude might be the perfect guy for you. No, I don't necessarily agree with the compatibility like aspect of Zodiac. But what I do believe is, and sometimes the personality traits of each Zodiac are kind of spot on. Have you ever read the personality traits? Not the daily spiritual shit that they be giving you for your Zodiac, but like legitimately the personality for your Zodiac, would you agree with? It don't say a real nigga on there, so I don't agree with it, no. Listen, because if that's what you're looking for, you can't be looking for an answer that you want. Get the fuck out of here, okay? I don't believe in none of that shit. Y'all can believe in all y'all want. And it's funny that every time I tell a girl I'm a Pisces, they always say, mm. And I don't understand. I don't like that prejudgment, okay? I feel like that's that's messed up because, for one, I'm nothing like that Zodiac sign. I don't care to look up what your Zodiac sign is anyway because I feel like I'm going to know who you is as a person. I'm not going to do that prejudgment before I start dating somebody. But looking at someone's Zodiac sign is not a prejudgment. And if you're you, if females are... To some girls it is. Again, if females are using it as prejudgment, that is on them. They got their own shit they need to work out. I'm not saying it's prejudgment, but eventually... like. I do believe there are some traits as a Libra. Now, granted, I believe Libras are the greatest zodiac sign to be on Earth. Ah! Leave it alone. Bullshit. <laughs> Go ahead. This is a nigga that don't, don't actually believe in his own zodiac sign, but okay. Um, but there are certain. I know we're real niggas, though. I mean, I know that all Pisces are real niggas, and I fuck with my Pisces. I, I will knock that. Hell. <laughs> okay, my friend with benefits from high school is a Pisces, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do believe like your zodiac sign could have like the personality traits of each zodiac is real. It's a real thing. Um, because someone like one of my closest friends from college, <laughs> his crazy ass courier. I love him to death. We are both Libras. And no matter how much, because we have this brother-sister relationship, no matter how much we agree with the shit that the other person do or disagree, like, we get each other. Like, it's very seamless. Like, our friendship was very effortless. 
we get each other on a level that like like I, I don't have to explain why I feel the way I do as Libras I know we love hard like that is just genuine not only my own personal personality but I know Libras we do love hard we are definitely we are the type of people like we trust and then the moment you break it you're, you're screwed y'all some suckers yeah Got some suckers for real. I don't. I mean, all right, we can go with that. We can go with that. Okay. I'm about to say you. So every time your trust is broken, you just left. I don't believe that. No, I just become a stone cold bitch. Okay, but you still stay. Like, what, what does that mean? You should. In that case, you should just cut the whole the whole situation off. Then I can. Like emotionally, I can. And typically, like, but see, that's the thing. What are you viewing? Because you know my past, you know my history, you know my life since college. I would definitely say that. You have seen me say I'm going to walk away. And from your viewpoint, you don't believe I walk away, but I definitely do be done. Motherfuckers just want to come back. She walk away for one, for three days. She get one random text and she be right back. That's for a lot of y'all females. If y'all don't block these niggas' numbers and just stop deleting them, like y'all know y'all going to get back to them. Y'all just want to take that one or two day to either get some revenge dick or to clear your minds. It's either or. But I'm also not petty to the sense that I feel the need to have to block and or um to block the number and or like unfollow people on facebook i feel like to me personally that shit is just kind of childish like i can ignore you all day i don't have, not necessarily saying i'm tracking what the fuck you're doing in your life but i can ignore your entire existence if i genuinely don't care to be and you're like taking that extra step is to give a a performance to an audience that doesn't deserve it not if you digmatized no <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of girls that can't annoy niggas because they be digmatized and they too used to that motherfucking thing. But I'm also a firm believer for a female. When you are, when a, look, fuck R. Kelly, but when a woman's fed up, she fed up and she'll be done. It take y'all forever to get fed up. It take y'all like a, two years and a half to get fed up when y'all should have been fed up like at six months. Accurate. But then that goes into the whole, what is your your baggage? Everyone has baggage that they need to work through. Because once you work through that baggage, <laughs> it's a whole nother story. You want to know another thing I think? I think sometimes the girl just don't don't feel like going through the whole process of refining somebody they fuck with again. I feel like sometimes they might find somebody they comfortable with, they used to. And if it don't go how they expect it, they be like, man, I don't feel like going through this bullshit again, trying to figure out another nigga. So I might well take this nigga bullshit and just go through it. And that's lazy females, okay? All right, y'all don't go through that shit, yo. If these dudes is not providing for you spiritually, I'm not gonna say fully financially, but they should they should be doing things for you financially. I'm not gonna say fully though. But if they're not like you know adding any value to your life, just leave them. Come on, say yo, good dick and money gonna run out. And I know I'm fucking up for a lot of us fellas, but it is like when he's sixty, is he still gonna be fucking you? I doubt it. I doubt it. Think about your lives. He used a very good term in that last snippet, which is great. Um, girls, <laughs> because when you step to another level, and every woman will know when they have definitely graduated from being a girl to a woman, and that can happen at any age, sadly. Um, it's same for uh, for men in the sense that you know men would be like, oh, I'm fucking sixteen, I'm a man. All right, I hear you. 
But let's let's put the work behind that that term. Because if you're gonna use that term, you better put it in the work. And I don't necessarily see that happening on either side. But I do believe as a woman, when you genuinely can classify yourself as a woman, and this can be very debatable, you have definitely grown to a point in your life where not only you've done a lot of spiritual growth and just just growth within yourself, period. You have definitely, maybe you may not have been made peace with all of your past or worked through some all of your shit, but eventually you've gotten to a place where you're like, you know what? I deserve a lot for my own self. I know my worth. I believe worth and being able to be a woman is in the same category. Because when you understand your worth as a woman, you have become a woman. When you understand your worth as a person, you have definitely stepped into womanhood. You've been through life. You have been through life. You have been through pain. You have come overcome it all, but you've also, most importantly, you've learned from it. Like I said, the only thing that can ruin that is some good dick, because y'all do not know how to think after that. I'm sorry. I'm convinced. And I'm also convinced niggas can't really learn after good pussy and good head. No, I don't agree with that at all. I feel like a lot of niggas get a lot of good pussy in head and still know how to make rational decisions for themselves. I feel like sometimes when girls get, you know, digmatized, they actually think about both people. I feel like a lot of times when niggas fuck, I mean, it's sad to say a lot of times we think of ourselves, especially if we just single, just fucking like, I mean, there's, there's, some, there's a lot of girls out there, you know, a lot of guys going back and forth, but I feel like girls are way more emotional when they finally found something good. I feel like if a guy found something good, he'd be like, all right, she's going to be on my team, but it just all depends on like really her background for real. Cause if he really is serious with her, yeah, I mean, he going to not, he going to probably wife it up. But I mean, what I'm seeing nowadays a lot of y'all fine females is giving it up to these niggas so easily. It's just like, is he really working for it? Especially if he has money in his pocket, too. In your population of determining, coming to that, are you talking to a population where they have definitely, they are, where you would classify them as strong women? These are women that are professionals, like good jobs. Say professional professional they have good jobs they have a lot going for themselves they're beautiful but it's just like if a nigga got dick good dick and money that personality thing is like it kind of goes out the window it's kind of like you know you got to pick two out of the three and girls always pick the more how can i say i feel like earlier i'm not women earlier a lot of times they pick you know the money and sex side of it more than okay can i really see myself with this person for 40 years because honestly i be seeing some of these girls these, these girls don't like these niggas for real like they, they, don't, they don't really mesh for real they have nothing in common but it's just like you know they have a fun time for the moment for like when you young you get caught up in that like we're 20 like i'm not gonna act like i'm 40 and i'm boring i gotta you know settle down i don't have like i know girls have clocks and everything and they, like you told me till 35 i can have kids so i understand that girls be in more of a rush but as a young man like me I don't mind taking my time and just seeing whether I really like a person because I've seen too many relationships that last for 40 and 50 years of people that just don't like each other. It's like, I don't want to be with my wife 60 and I'm mad the whole time. I'm not happy. I want to make sure I, I want to make sure I'm happy. Like, I mean, good pussy is good, but I need personality with that. I need to know that you can bring something more to the table than just good pussy because, I mean, a lot of girls got good pussy. I mean, shout out to y'all that do. Not all of y'all do, but shout out to the ones that do. But I need, like, you need more substance than that. And I feel like guys can have a clearer mind after sex. I feel like after we get our nut, we done. Like, well, some guys go a few rounds, but after we get our nut, like, we are, our minds are cleared up. But if a girl get a good orgasm, a good nut, oh, she think about that for a couple of days. She need that back, like, for real. 
And so you genuinely believe if a nigga gets some good box and some good head, he not thinking the same thing. He not thinking about her again. I think it's a smaller scale. I'm not going to say. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. All, like, I mean, there's some niggas that get pussy whipped. That is a very realistic thing. But I know a lot of niggas fucking with a lot of girls that they say that they got good boxes and they gaming these girls. And these girls are like got their own jobs and businesses, and they think they the one, but they not. So I mean, for us, for us guys. We think more for the moment. I feel like girls think more for the future. So I feel like if we are getting good box. We just think, all right, how can I get this again? And but we're not thinking, oh, how can I make this my wife for the long term? I feel like when females get good, even like, oh, this thing gonna stay around for a little bit. Like I like this. I'm gonna keep them around. We won't see where it goes. Yeah, but niggas be just as butt hurt when they get some good box, the very thing that they fucking want and been looking for, and be butt hurt when the bitch be like, you know what? I'm fucking good. Thank you. I'm going to leave this where it is. I mean, I, I, I was like that before. Shit, it happened to me before. I mean, it happens, but you got to be... I feel like our feelings not fully into it though. I feel like if you tell a... I feel, I feel, like, I feel like if you tell a girl that, she really going to be hurt. I feel like if a guy... You tell a guy that, he going to be hurt for like a day or two, but if he a real player, he going to be back out there again. It's like I chalk it up to the game. It's not really... I ain't talking for myself, ladies. I'm just saying like what I know a lot of my, my uh, male friends do. We all not like this. But it is like if you really if you really got the game like that, pussy is not hard to come by. Cause honestly, girls really just like confidence and nigga that can make them laugh. And that's all you really need to get some ass nowadays, from like for a guy perspective. So what it does, it takes nothing. All you have to have is box and some titties to get some dick. So again, where? Mm, no, not gender bias. Cause I'm not fucking anything. Like I'm not going to just fuck anything because it has a titties and a box to it. Like I need more. I mean, I need more to the story. Maybe we in the club and you wearing like a, like a nice dress or like a nice outfit or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm gonna think that. But say if I meet you like out in the street, I'm like, okay, I'm looking at her face. Okay, I, I see how she is with her friends. Or maybe like in my case, I might have like a, a group of female friends and I see how one girl act out of all of them. I'm like, okay, that's attractive because she's not like the rest of her friends. Guys kind of like when we when guys look for a girl, we really looking for originality. When we want to fall in love. We don't want the the same girl that like the rest of the girls in their group. When a guy go get a girl, he's by himself, so you don't really even see how he compared to his 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 people. You just seeing this man, so you're just judging him off of that first impression. That could be his best impression. He could be putting on for that one time. He could be way different behind the scenes. The it's definitely image like y'all y'all girls like these uh fashion these uh designer balling niggas but i'm not going to just generalize all of that but for like you know when we when us guys really want a female we really like look into what we ask our boys like have you been with this girl you know you know anything about her we might talk to her friends to really get to know her and that's how you that's how we really know we want to get with somebody but girls like like i said if a fly nigga walk up to you that all the girls was on earlier that day y'all basically in the bag be honest with you trey like i'm in a different place in life right so, like, you have, and I believe you watched me become, get to this level that I currently am. You see me in college. <laughs> yes, was definitely, I'm not going to use that term. Anywho. <laughs> now, you be real on this going to cast. Not only, at the in the beginning, I thought I was in a great relationship, but I also, Dick definitely had me there. Most Definitely. And even recently, we, we recently have a discussion in like the importance of when he took um, sex off the table. And it's not that, now granted, when you take sex off the table within a relationship, you definitely begin to evaluate where you, when you, where you really are. Because sex can definitely fuck up everything. 
Um, when you have sex on the table, it's like, all right, you know, we have an issue. We have a huge issue. But you know what? This dick could definitely get me to at least next Saturday and I can go from there. Was you mad when he took it off the table? No. Where I was mad was is that he did not, and where I was at the time, he did not communicate that with me. Like, we didn't have, that's where the dictatorship comes into play. You take it off the table and you tell nobody, right? So, as a female, well, what do we do? What did I do wrong? Is it something wrong necessarily with me? When you just re- literally remove it off the table, we don't have a conversation about it. We don't discuss it. You just genuinely just back off and say nothing. That is an issue with me reflecting on it and years, not necessarily years later, but because I definitely dealt with this a long time ago, but like when you reflect on it, it was not the issue that you took it off the table. Sex is not that important to me. It's the fact that you made the decision and you did not include me in the decision for the two of us. But y'all girls did it all the time though. Y'all be trying to test niggas all the time with taking sex off the table. I'm sorry. I'm just not a female that just voluntarily take um, this pussy off the table. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> no, I know. A lot, I know a lot of girls that to be like, hey, like I kind of want to just be like absent of right now, just just to see to see whether our our, our feelings there. Like how you said, you want to see whether is it really just all about the dick or do you really care about the person? And I know a few females that probably took it off the table. I actually know like one of my homeboys, I don't want to put his name out there, but basically he said he took it off the table and he told his girl and literally this like this is like a good dude. Like when I say this man did everything right, he explained it to her, she was still upset about it. And it's just like, if you know he's trying to better himself for you, where the issue come in at? I definitely agree to the extent that, like, the fact that he had the conversation with his female before he decided to just remove it from the relationship is extremely important. And I'm sorry that he did not have that experience, but it also is a testament to the level of being becoming a man and becoming a woman at the time, or and or just in the moment, just becoming that. Because me personally, what I would have appreciated, and granted, yes, when he just necessarily just removed sex off the table and didn't explain anything mind you he did this in a time with and in the black community we don't talk about it enough but mental health is a thing and i was going through a depression in college at the time and and i had already explained to him like i had a night where like i had an emotional breakdown and i can't remember necessarily what necessarily triggered my depression but by the time i had presented to him because typically if you're battling depression you battle it by yourself a lot longer before you actually introduce it to anyone around you. You try to make this picture and have this facade where everything is okay until you bring someone in. So, of course, in the time being, I decided it makes sense. Yes, I love this person. Let me bring my significant other into the picture because maybe he can definitely help me out of this or at least point in the best direction or I have somebody where I'm not feeling so alone. That was not the case. And his result was, let's just remove sex, which is totally fine now. But if you necessarily don't explain that and you just stop wanting to sexually show that type of emotion to your significant other in the moment, of course, someone that's already in a dark place, that's not going to be received on a positive level. And yes, we don't have the chance to express that because we're already going through enough anyway. But having had it, have we been equally at an adult place where we were able to share like, hey, had he told me like, I believe 
I just want to remove sex from the relationship and see where this can go, where we are. I would have been perfectly fine with that. Why? Because genuinely, I believe that sex is not necessarily everything. No, it is not. But I believe that a conversation should definitely be had. When you become into a relationship, you step into merging one into two. You're not just thinking for yourself now. You also have someone else's feelings to include into that. And when you choose to eliminate that person's thoughts, their feelings, and the decision that you make, you definitely cross an extreme line. And it's not fair to the other person. And so that's kind of where I was in that moment. And I feel sorry for your friend because, unfortunately, he may not have been dealing with a female at the time that was prepared to hear that. Oh, they good. They, they started fucking again. So, I mean, it all worked out, but... Sex is great. <laughs> it is, it is. Especially uh, when the person knows exactly what they're doing. Yes, especially when they know what they're doing. Now. You're having a moment, ain't it? Damn. <laughs> Top and bottom. God, that's not like a porno, ain't it? Top and bottom. But, uh, no, you hit some great points right there. Uh, I, I do agree. You just have to have that communication in relationships. And I feel like sometimes... In the beginning, you lack that. You know, I, that's why I said, for me, when I start the date, I'm really transparent. If I really know you, for people that really know me, I'm very transparent. I'm like, I don't really like to hold anything back. I'm an open book because I feel like it's easier to tell the truth. I used to lie a lot when I was a kid, a lot, a lot. My family could say that, but I realized, you know, telling the truth and just being open with yourself, you feel a lot more better and people really gravitate to the realness, you know, because we all go through the same shit. I feel like the more we can conversate and have these conversations, the more we can normalize healthy, healthy relationships, because that's what we need nowadays. I definitely agree. Honestly, it's extremely important. And that's the one thing, even from the moment that I started dating in high school, um, the biggest piece to me has always been honesty. And I've always and maybe this is my problem as a female or maybe this is just who I am. I. If a man ever came to me and was like, I'm feeling this person, this is who I want to try out, right? I'd rather hear that before you do it and let you go, right? Than to hear about it after you've done it, because at that moment you've cheated and you lied. All right, so what if he told you he wanted to be with that person? He goes with that person, you let him go and everything. He found that's not what he wanted. He would come back to you. Would you take him back because he was honest? Or would you just be like, nah, you missed out? Well, the piece of that story is that what am I doing in the time that he went to find out? Not time to ten, you fucking and find other people during that time getting yourself together because I don't think nobody's dormant during that time. But I also feel like a female just doesn't lose their feelings for a man I don't feel like a woman lose their feeling for a man that fast either. Like if anything, if you are out there having fun, some way he's still in your mind. I feel like if a guy's out having fun, thirty minutes ain't going. To, I mean, it's out the mind. Afterward, we might think about it, but during the time, we're not thinking about that shit. I would absolutely, definitely agree with that. Like me personally, because I think I view love and value love as much as I do. That um, when you fall in love with someone. To be like, fuck that nigga the next day is not realistic. It took you time to get to the place in life where you felt the way you did. You don't just eliminate that. For for instance, the person that I, I definitely fell in love with in in college in particular, um, 
I will always care. I can't say that I will always necessarily be in love. I want this nigga to be alive because God forbid he ever left this earth because I genuinely care. But do I care for him to be happy? Like I, I won't necessarily say I wish harm on him. I, I want him to, again, we recently met and I'm happy to see that he is bettered himself. I do believe though that there is still further for him to go and I want him to necessarily do that. Now, am I supposed to be in his life as he does that? No, and I haven't been there in the last three years for him to do that. So I'm extremely happy to see that journey for him. But necessarily do I have to be there to see it and be in his life and like, but I can't necessarily say I don't care about what happens to him. I can't necessarily say that because at once upon a time, I loved this man and that took time to get there. And so like for my first love in particular, again, I'm very happy and I've been a part, luckily, unlike my, my ex from college, my ex from high school, I've been there. Maybe not physically, but I've been a part of his journey. So I've seen it every step of the way since we were 15. And I'm extremely proud of him. And I genuinely still to this day love him wholeheartedly because not only have we been there for each other, we know our hearts at the most purest. Um, our families are close. We just... Nothing, you ever get to a time in life or where you necessarily don't have to explain yourself and that's the comfort. Like you don't have to explain who you are, how you feel or any of it. Like it's naturally just understood. Never have I ever in a relationship, honestly. So that's kind of how I am with necessarily him. He's been there since, again, the very beginning before either one of us went through pain, heartache. Are you talking about relationships or situationships? No, this is a relationship. My, my, my high school sweetheart was my first real relationship in high school. How long did that last? <laughs> it lasted for a year. I mean, real. Oh, my God. Listen, but listen, oh. listen. My high school sweetheart was also... Not only a year-long relationship, we lost our virginities to each other. I mean, you never forget your first, but I don't count none of the girls I met with in high school. Like that, was, those are all when I was young. I, another thing, I never been in love either. Like I really don't think I know what love is. I know what deep like is, but I never let myself fully fall in love with a person because I feel like that's a dangerous thing when you love somebody and you have that relationship. Because at that point, that person really is you, and whatever happens to them, it really will affect your mood. But I feel like it's beautiful for people that have been in love before in those type of relationships, but people get infatuation and love confused. Cause you can be infatuated with somebody and they like like the man, the person they is, what they do, what they can do for you, and then find out a few years later, oh, this is not their real colors. Well, yeah, but I'm and maybe because I've heard people that no matter what age they lost their virginity, I've, like I've heard terrible stories, right? Like my story in particular was. Everything, everything that's ever been written in a book, in a movie, anything. Like I had a fairy tale moment, so I'm not going to lie. Me, you must have had a free crib or a car or something. I ain't had none of that in high school. Uh, no. Parents went out. I was babysitting. That's a free crib. It was the babysitter. Oh, with the babysitter. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> babysitting my baby sister. Luckily, my best friend was there, and him and his so. Me and him and him, his best friend and my best friend were talking. So it kind of worked out in the sense that, like, 
My sister was asleep and my best friend was listening out for her. But his best friend also, they ran like, I think, two miles to my house <laughs> for this night. For the ass. Listen. And so, like, they didn't do, my best friend and his best friend didn't do anything necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. They were listening out for my sister. And it was just a moment for the two of us. And, like, again, not only did we have a great time, what our relationship became despite the highs and the lows and then our friendship afterwards like even still to this day maybe because we're athletes maybe because we both were in court yes i miss mccord north of 2012 thank you (laughs) but we have always remained friends for years even in college even when i was in relationships in college and vice versa we always kept in contact with each other, whether it not, not necessarily every day, but every three months, we always, one or the other person would always check up in on each other. Um, and, and when things would happen like drastically in life, just something would always bring the two of us together to have a conversation and work through it with the other person. And so it has just always been that case between the two of us. And I think the biggest part is that, like, that nigga is one person I would consider to be one of my best, my best friends probably for life, whether he, who knows what the future may bring, he becomes my husband or he's generally just a friend in my life. We have been there every step of the way. Again, when I was home, he had two situationships, right? Which I'm totally fine with. I don't give a fuck because I'm home and I'm rarely home. We haven't seen each other in six years. Let's do what we do best <laughs> and all of the added shit. And then again, we've talked since I've left. Like, let, again, I want him to come here and visit. He wants to come here and visit. Like, we have, like, we gonna always rock for each other until again. Now, granted, I'm not gonna lie. I am dating someone now who, again, I like. I'm not going to jump to conclusions or figure out what the fuck the future is going to bring. But if something brought something with that and he had an issue with it, that nigga gonna always be my nigga. But again, I can definitely edit how much of our relationship is going to be strictly not dickly and just it friendship. <laughs> so what if your your future, you know, a man that's gonna be a husband one day? Meet this dude one time. Like, how how would that dynamic work? Because it sounds like this dude gonna be in your life forever if y'all are that close of friends. I mean, we are, but I mean, let's let's reflect. Let's use a celebrity term. Jada Pinkett Smith and Tupac were very close friends. This nigga is not Tupac. Do not I'm use. Not Will Smith recently did a interview in regards <laughs> to how he felt about Tupac. Tupac and Jada never necessarily had that type of relationship. And Will Smith even admitted the fact that he never allowed himself to truly get to know Pac as the man that he was because of his male ego at the time because he wasn't mature enough to handle the relationship his wife and her friend had. A friend she was possibly fucking and sucking. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. The case. But your case it is. What do you mean? You can't give a case that's not like yours. They never necessarily did anything in the beginning, yes. But not but at the You don't think Tupac hit? No. I think Tupac hit that motherfucker. They went to high school together. That's when motherfuckers be the horniest, especially in high school and they went to an art school. Oh yeah, they definitely was fucking. 
But I also don't believe that was necessarily the case. And even when you decide to, and I believe when you decide to marry someone, genuinely, you put your past behind. Now, granted, my past, though, though he may have been my ex from 15, and yes, he's my first, that nigga's also like a genuine friend that knows my heart. Not necessarily, again, I don't talk to him every day. I don't. But like, that motherfucker, like, I, I would never leave, again, a real one behind that I genuinely believe, like, we don't have an issue. Like, if, again, yes, we saw each other for the first time in six years, and we hung out, had lunch, and then, like, a few days later, had some amazing sex. That's beside the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is beside the point. Because at the end of the day, what the realest thing about it was, was the conversation in between each round. Like, me and that nigga's gonna always be there for each other. Now, granted, we had fun. We definitely had fun. But we gonna always, like, fuck with each other like that. And some some of those relationships and friendships, you know what's definitely meant to be short-term. And you know what's meant to be long-term. Again, I recently had, like, a full 24 hours with my ex, my most recent ex, and nothing happened. Real quick, if you, if you actually get to this part of the podcast and listen to it, let me know if you you fuck with your, if you will still uh if you ever fuck with your ex after y'all broke up, because I never had sex with my ex after I, after I broke up with him. I always felt like that left the door open for possibilities of a future relationship or just letting them back in. But if you have your comment under my post when I post this, and let me know, because I really want. I think that's kind of strange in a way. Ex sex can definitely be fun sex, but at the same time, you also got to figure out where you are in your life when you do it. In the sense of like, again, when my first, that was years ago. This was strictly fun, strictly dickly fun. But also to the conversation we had, again, we had lunch. We had seen each other multiple times within the visit. And so like, this was necessarily like, all right, building up to a great time. This is what I want. So I want to get this what I got. So I'm in fucking happy about that now in the sense of like it depends on where you are in the midst of having sex with your ex because sometimes the shit can be fun but you both have to be in a place where you're like you know what this is strictly dickly this is strictly box let's get this done let's have a fun time and again in those moments too you can have some great conversation but if you know you never want to be with that person again trust me you won't that shit deadly as hell i don't know Cause I'm about to say, me and my ex have great sex. I did not want to open that box back up. Cause honestly, y'all girls want to talk about all bullshit afterwards. Like sometimes it's okay to talk about nothing, but y'all want to talk about why didn't it work? What are you doing now? A whole bunch of randomness, and we really got pillow stopping. Got to got to stop in 2020, yo. No more pillow talking, guys and females. Like we got to stop that right now. It's childish. You want to eliminate pillow talk completely. Now, granted, yes. Some folks. When I say pillow talk, I mean more of like, what what can we be? I'm like, we can, you can have like random conversation, but if you're not going to be with somebody, that's not your lady and that's not like your man. Y'all shouldn't be talking about futures or like, you know, what the, what, what the possibilities can be. Like, just keep it normal. Talk about the game. Talk about something funny you've seen on Instagram. Keep it real fun, but some people like to bring in some real things after sex, and they'd be like, "I thought we were just here to have fun." Like, what's going on? Well, yeah, but also too, we are, we are fucking grown now, and if you feel that way, you should definitely voice it. Now, necessarily, again, this has been years in the making, so 
like everything that we had to discuss had nothing to do with the necessarily our past because we again have been friends over the years so we've known each other's journeys to become who we are today so it was great to actually finally put that shit to like a physical term but also to even with my my again my ex from college we definitely spent the entire time of us being together just remotely having conversation and just definitely seeing your growth one thing i will say god will definitely show you the very thing not necessarily to speak bad upon that person but he will definitely show you why he removed you from a, a situation in particular and because once you get to a point in your life where you know what you want what you, and most importantly what you deserve Certain conversations don't necessarily need to be had. It's one thing to reflect on a relationship and see, all right, this is where I could have done better or this is where I could recommend or this is how I felt. So let me teach you for your next relationship. It's not a thing to be like, well, this is what you did to me and I will want you to be better next time. Like, to, It's one thing to try to remotely open that door, but when you are done with a woman is genuinely fed up and has worked through all of that, that is not necessarily the case. Sometimes it can be strictly dickly versus a man being like, you know what, this is just box. Like, sometimes my frustration is that men don't believe that women can come at it the same way. And then when women come at it the same way as a man, they are extremely offended by the, by the action. Savages. Like, if, if, a, if a girl can really just fucking have no emotions, I'm just scared of that because... To be honest, I feel like females are really are more mature than guys. Y'all probably be like the like I don't want to say like the bigger person, but y'all 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 the one that have self control. I really think the problem with guys is we don't have self control when we should. I was talking to my uh, one boy on Facebook. He was saying is there a double standard to, to cheating? And I was like, yeah, I think there is a double standard to cheating. I feel like when a female do it, they justify it because they say, oh my nigga did it first, so I can do it back out of like revenge. That's how that's how a lot of cheating happens. It's almost like. It's not like their their uh, feelings are necessarily whether well, their feelings are involved, but it's not like they really want to be with that person. They do it out of spite. But if a nigga cheat, it's like it just happens. Like motherfuckers don't plan it. A girl can just come up and just grab grab our, our dick or some shit like that, and it's on the popping that night. And afterwards, we'd be like, "Damn, what do we do?" I'm not saying that's right, but I feel like God should be more accountable and know like, "Yo, you got to have more restraint in what you do." And I feel like females. Y'all just y'all should just not cheat at all. I feel like okay. I feel like you know if a girl cheat and they let a dude in their personal space, somewhere down the line they like that nigga in a way. Girls not gonna let just any random nigga hit. I'm sorry. I don't think a girl gonna hit, let a nigga hit if she has no attraction to him. But a nigga would definitely hit a girl with no attraction at all, besides physical. Um, I'm gonna have to help. Definitely disagree in the sense that like why. Is it such an issue for females to view things equally to what males view things? How can I answer this in the best way? I don't feel like girls should feel the need to just be with a, a a bunch of like a bunch of dudes. I don't know. It's hard for me to answer that question because there really is no right or wrong answer to it. But I feel like females are supposed to be the bigger person a lot of the way. I feel like y'all y'all don't want that thing. Y'all actually y'all actually use y'all head. Y'all actually think things out. Y'all don't just do things out of a whim. That's why it hurts more when girls cheat because it's almost like it's premeditated. It's like y'all thought about it. Y'all had y'all put emotions and thought into it. So y'all want to hurt this nigga. But like if a nigga cheat on a girl, nine times out of ten, it's just cause a random girl came up and was like, I know you got a girlfriend. I don't give a fuck about that. She don't gotta know about that. 
let's just have fun for the night. And nigga, and nigga might be intoxicated under the influence, and he might fall prey to it. I'm not saying he should, but he might fall prey to it. But I feel like that's two different things because his emotions not really involved. He's just there for a night. He don't give a fuck about this girl. He's not going to know this girl name tomorrow. None of that. But half the time when a girl cheat is with a nigga she already know or somebody she work with. And that shit is personal. Yeah, but at the end of the day, why can't we again wake up and just be like the same thing? Because at the end of the day, cheating is wrong. Yes. Of course. Most definitely. But I mean, like, again, why can't it again? Females are hold to a higher standard. And I have to be more specific in the sense that I believe that black women in particular are held to a higher standard because are we supposed to raise a black man? Are we supposed to raise men? Are we supposed to be a higher power in the sense that we have to allow whatever in our own personal lives to then satisfy a man's ego, his growth, and more to make everything remotely be okay? Man. <laughs> Honestly, my whole mindset changed when I went to college. I used to think that Females were always innocent, and that guys, you know, were literally exactly. I used to think that guys were all dogs, you know, girls really was like was an innocent one. The time I went to SEMO, and I seen these girls who had boyfriends at different colleges, still fucking niggas with girlfriends in that school, saying, you know what, you could tell your girl that you was here this at this place, we you was doing this, like giving them a whole alibi. So after college, I'm sorry, my idea of female cheating kind of went out the window because this is like you really gotta be fucked up to cheat on your man if you're going to a different school. Mind you, if a guy might, I mind you guys did it too, but I feel like as a female, you should feel for the other girl. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to say, niggas don't really give a fuck about other niggas. Like, we really are, I mean, most niggas are emotionless. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like a lot of times, if a girl went through an experience of if she being cheated on, she wouldn't want to do it to another person. But it seems like that pattern happens, and I don't understand, like, why why I go. Like, if you know a dude in a relationship and that he happy with his girl, why go approach him? Because one, you want that happiness, and two, you think it's, no, it's not going to be no repercussions because you think, honestly, hey, this nigga, if if I give this nigga the game, he going to get through this and we're going to have fun in college. And that's something that really bothered me in college because it made me be like, can I really trust these girls? Like, are these girls really faithful out here? They are. I just find that very funny that you feel that females should definitely respect the other female who was actually in the picture. Yet alone, you don't respect the other male that's in the picture. Now, and that's just a female versus male um, perception. And that's just one thing that has been a battle for years. I don't know too many dudes that fucked a girl in the same vicinity. A lot of times, if a dude fuck another girl, their boyfriend's probably in a whole nother state, a whole different school. It's never, I haven't seen, even at SEMO, I might have seen probably one or two girls, uh, one or two, uh, uh, one or two of my guys' girls get hit. But that's just because they girls, those, those girls are hoes. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't matter. What you mean doesn't matter? Does it matter that so a fee, another? It it, it it matters when you know the, when you know the person. Like a lot of times, the girls know this female and know their whole lives. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's fucked up when a girl fucks a lot of niggas in the same group. If every if every dude know each other, that's an issue. But if a girl like you know fucking dudes from different places and none of them know each other. I give a little bit more leeway to that, but I feel like girls always play too close to home sometimes. I feel like, you know, with guys, but thing is, girls are better at, at like, you know, lying and, like, you know, holding secrets. But with, but with guys, what, what we fucked up at, you know, 
we might tell one of our homeboys, like, oh, yeah, I messed with so-and-so female, and our homeboy might be too dumb enough to mess the whole thing up for everybody. You know what I'm saying? He might spill the whole beans or try to go in and try to, like, you know, do the same thing. That's where that whole play going into. <laughs> nah, niggas, niggas definitely is, and it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of envy with niggas too, because a lot of times if a, if a dude think, oh, if he can do it, I can do it as well, and that's like some play, some play hating shit. Like the guys, we gotta stop doing that. Like, let. I definitely agree to a sense. Yes. Um. So me personally, so I <laughs> hope he's not listening. So yes, who I dated in college definitely lived two lives. And the moment I necessarily found out to the full extent that he was living through life, and granted, she was not in the life that he was currently living. Did you know her? I did not know her. See? <laughs> I'm just saying. I did not know her. Like, literally in the midst of college, who I was fucking with, in the whole Midwestern region, right? Everyone knew I was his girlfriend. And many people still to this very day in 2023 years after the relationship would be like, you were married in college, that was your husband. And it kind of bothers me that people will label that he was my husband, but I get it. So I don't necessarily have, I can't have an issue with how people view the image that I allow to be be betrayed on my life. I can't I can't be remotely hurt by the fact that they're like, no, you were necessarily like married. Like that was your husband, you was his wife, y'all was together. Hardcore together mm-hmm. when y'all were together. So I can't knock that, right? Mm-hmm. I can't knock people's perception of the image that I was allowing to be betrayed because at the time that was the image that I wanted. I wanted to paint that picture for my own life but God forbid everyone knew what the hell was going on behind it. So yes, he had another life. I did not know who she was, right? Absolutely did not know who she was. She was in the whole other state. He did it right, man. I, I mean, I don't condone it, but he did it right. He did. He asked again, and as a female, especially years later, he definitely did it right. And even at the time, I believe he did it right, right? So until, you know, shit hit the wall. And I found out exactly the full extent to what she knew. And then she found out what I knew. And I was done. Genuinely, wholeheartedly, as you look at me with complete judgment, as you have every right to. Um, at the time, There's no judgment, people. There's no judgment. <laughs> he's right. Didn't extent. So I knew exactly. I was done, right? So after this entire situation happened, when it, it hit the fan. Um... And then the nigga decides that he genuinely wants to work toward the relationship. And this is when I learned at the time that when niggas want what they want, they will put forth every ounce of energy to be what they believe they need to be to get what they want until they've got. And recently when we met up, um, and I explained in a sense, because if you've ever watched uh, Jada Pickett Smith's Red Table Talk on Narcissism, you will understand where I'm coming from. And I explained in the midst of him expressing his, uh, what went through and what happened within his last relationship, I was like, you know, if no one ever told you, 
you have narcissistic tendencies. And he explained that he never really truly understood what narcissists meant. And I was like, all right, I got a whole episode for you to watch. But in the sense that you lack empathy. And with that being said, you necessarily, you may not genuinely know what the hell that you are actually doing to the other person, but this is what you're doing and this is what your impact is if you took the time to really sense their emotions. So in the midst of me expressing that, like, I understood, like, sometimes you will be with someone that doesn't know, right? They don't know and they don't care. I do believe men have the hearts to care. They want to care when they're ready to care. You can't make a man care when he doesn't, he's not in that place. And I I saw that in a relationship in college, and I won't necessarily give names, but I definitely saw that in a relationship in college. And I get it now because they are together with two amazingly beautiful kids and they're getting ready to get married. I'm so extremely proud of them because little do they know where they are now and how strong the woman in particular, how strong she was at the time. I admire her journey and whatever strength it took her to get to where she is now. I extremely admire that because that was not easy. And I did not understand it when I was 19 and 20, but as 24, working through my own shit, throughout my own past, I get it. And I just want to salute that very woman who not only allowed that man to grow up, to go from being a boy to a man, with a child, mm-hmm. I I genuinely I give her. She is that that's a warrior right there, and I respect that. It's sad because I know exactly who she's talking about, and you know, uh, shout out to them, man. You know, close friends of ours. I'm not gonna say their names, but yeah, they definitely uh, had a journey that turned out beautiful. But uh, we get into the hour and a half mark, so I'm just going to like wrap it up now because I know a lot of times motherfuckers get to this point and they be like, all right, shut the fuck up. But, you know, I just want to say thank you again for listening. Thank you for again for, uh, for uh, my guest here, Courtney, for joining us. Can you drop your social media? Uh, on Instagram, I am Graham Crackers. <laughs> where, did that, where did that name come from? Uh, last name is Graham. Again, this, this shit started when I was back in like finishing high school, going to college. My last name is Graham. I can definitely squirrel. <laughs> squirrel what? I don't necessarily discriminate in what I date. Whether he is black, white, Hispanic, as long as he's a good man willing to do right by a strong woman. So, you'll, so you will marry outside your race? I will. Whoever is willing to put in the work to win this woman's heart. Man, I gotta, I gotta do, this. I gotta do another podcast for this. I'm not trying to get into this right now. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Okay, I never knew that why that was. That's why you was called uh, Graham Crackers. But okay, I hear you. I hear it. Next, next podcast, we'll 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 dig into that interracial dating and what I think about that. But uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, you can follow me on all platforms at uh, RAC underscore podcast. I also want to give a shout out to my homegirl Jasmine and her friend Prissy who do Pretty Petty Pod. And that's P-R-E-T-T-Y-P-E-T-T-Y-P-O-D underscore. And you know, just check them out, see what they're talking about because they be killing me with their whole podcast and everything. So 
Thanks again for listening. If y'all did make it to this point, please like, share, subscribe. This is on all media platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, whatever you want to find it. Just Google me. And just, you know, rate me five stars and show love, man. I'm going to keep uh, getting better each week. And if you want to get on, just holler at me. So it's been Real Ass Conversation with Trey the Realist. Much love. Thank you.